0: You're listening to the radio home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, The Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Wednesday
1: edition of The Sports Cage, brought to you by the Art Center, Brendan McGuire and Brian McNally, with you still coming up in hour number three. We'll talk to Luke Mullinder about all the comings and goings with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But before we do that, we head out to the Western Pizza Hotline, very happy to be joined by the voice of the Regina Pats, Dante DiCaria, who uh, I assume is out and about delivering pizzas tonight. Mr. DiCaria, how are you? I'm doing very well. Looking forward to tonight's
0: Western Pizza Have a Heart Night.
1: Okay, explain. What is Western Pizza Have a Heart Night?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the 26th edition of the Western Pizza Have a Heart Night, and it's an opportunity for fans to get up close and personal with Regina Pats players, as they'll have an opportunity to order pizzas uh, through Western Pizza tonight and have an opportunity to see Regina Pats players deliver pizzas all across the city right to their doorsteps, sign autographs or get autographs and get pictures and mingle with some of the Pats players. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the the proceeds go to the Heart Stroke Foundation. Last year, the Pats were able to raise uh, upwards of $6,000. And to this date, over the last 25 years, the Pats and Western Pizza have raised sixty-eight thousand dollars to the Hard Stroke Foundation. So, uh, looking forward to tonight. That's from six to eight PM, and uh, Pat's players will be assisting with orders. And proceeds from delivery fees and tips will be donated to the Hard Stroke Foundation.
1: Are you Are you doing this too, or is it just the players?
0: Well, I mean, I'm kind of tagging along just to get some, you know, some photos and some videos for social media and and for our website and stuff like that. So I'll be kind of in the back of the car last year. I had the opportunity to tag along with Alexander Suzilev and uh, Luke Bateman and and Drew Sim, who are no longer with the Regina Pats anymore, but it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. It was, it was real cool to, you know, capture some videos of some of the the fans getting really excited and, and, and seeing, you know, players knock on the door and, and give them a pizza and, You know, got to see some familiar faces, some season ticket holders that I've seen around the rink and stuff like that, and I've had the opportunity to meet already. So it was a lot of fun last year, and I'm really looking forward to this night.
1: So um, what if I want, like, one of the star players like Tanner Howe to show up at my house, and I don't want to get stuck with Dante? Are there, like, strings i got to pull?
0: I'm not too sure. That's a really good question. I know that the kids are kind of spread out throughout the city. I know there's, let me count them, one, two, three... Uh, around 10 Western Pizza locations across the city, so there'll be players at all of those locations, at least two at each. Of course the Pats have 25, 26 players on their roster as we speak and there's three that are only for a dine-in and delivery and then there's I believe six that are for just delivery service, so uh, an opportunity to see some players not only in some of the dine-in locations but also Uh, delivery as well and for more details you can head to ReginaPats.com to find out some more information on all the locations that Pats players will be at tonight.
1: I'm just joking I would be delighted to have you deliver my pizza Dante.
0: Well you probably won't really see me though I'll kind of be in the background
2: yeah, I only got stuck with uh, Connor Bedard and Tanner Howe last year. You were doorstep. there, that's right. That was awesome. That was uh, that was a really cool night, uh, Dante. You know, maybe just talk about uh, you know some of the anecdotes from uh, some of those uh, former players that uh, got to take part in uh, Western Pizza Have a Heart Night. Kind of what have they thought about you know an event like this where uh, it's it's for a really good cause and uh, you know something that uh, they obviously don't do every day.
0: No, I, to me, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I remember the first time I ever had a taste of this was when I was working in Junior A in the BC League. I had an opportunity to to do something like this, and it was a great success when I was working in Powell River. So I know for myself, it's something that, uh, you know, I kind of get really excited for. As far as, you know, the experience that some of the, the players last year took away, I know Connor found it really fun and interesting to help out and see, you know, what it's like to be behind the scenes and see, you know, how hard these people work at Western Pizza and all these various different, you know, uh, restaurants across the city on what they do to make sure that, you know, people get what they need and stuff like that. So, um, you know, obviously it's a great cause, but it just kind of puts things in perspective. I think for me on, you know, how easy and how fun it is to just go to the rink every day and play hockey. I know they're not playing for a living at this point, but just to really have hockey as a job or to be able to play hockey one day as a full-time career, like 10 or how I'm sure would love to do in the next couple of years compared to you know what these guys have to go through every single day and you know work extremely long hours i know my my uncle uh being a former pizzaiolo he's retired now but uh, he's somebody who moved from from naples italy all the way to toronto had pizza nova was working on his feet and decided to step away from that field just because you know the long hours and the late nights and stuff like that so you know having family that's been working in that industry for a very long time my my family owns a restaurant in ottawa kind of You know, kind of hits home for me and it just kind of puts things in perspective on, you know, what it's like to be a hockey player and, you know, what other people in different industries have to do to make sure that, you know, uh, people get their food and stuff like that.
1: Our pal Dante Decaria from the Pats joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Perfect pizza with a generous amount of toppings, plus Greek food like souvlaki, ribs, salads. All the goodness you can't make at home. Call Western Pizza today, and you just might get Dante DiCaria as your delivery man tonight. Okay, when I look at the schedule of games Mm -hmm. left for your Regina Pats, I counted 15 games left, and it seemed like a lot of the hype around the trade deadline. I'll back up for a second. I like the fact that all these Western teams are coming in. I used to love that growing up because these are teams that you don't get to see regularly, and you can actually see some of the stars that don't come here often. I think they come once... uh, um, and, and I should mention, because you still have the West Coast road trip, and sorry, I had that backwards, so you're doing the West Coast road trip, but the teams that come in, Swift Current made the trades at the deadline, and Moose Jaw made the trades at the deadline. So if I'm sitting and I'm picking and choosing which games I want to go to, which team has more exciting stars to watch, the Warriors or the Broncos?
0: Oh, well, that's a really good question. Hmm. That's a tough one to answer. Am I able to just play 50-50 or no?
1: No, there is no middle ground here, Dante. You know that. No, you can okay. you can just you can play wherever you want. No, no, no. Want, fine,
0: just for the sake of this game, I'll, I'll 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 pick a side. I'm going to go with the Moose Jaw Warriors. I think Matthew Savoy has just been phenomenal ever since he came over for Moose Jaw. He's had an exceptional Western Hockey League career. Somebody who's a high pick of the Buffalo Sabres a couple of years ago. I really like Jagger Furcus, Brayden Jagger, Denton Matejchuk. They've got a really, really, really talented team. To me, I would give the Moose Jaw Warriors the edge over the Swift Current Broncos. I think Swift Current has one game-breaker, and that's Connor Geeky. Outside of that, they have a lot of really good players, but not somebody like Matthew Savoy, Ferkus, and a Brayden Jager slash Denton I like Pickering. I like some of the guys they have on the back end. I like a lot of their players up front as well with Josh Fillman. But Josh Fillman last year had 47 goals. This year, he's not even going to potentially hit 40, right? Quite surprised with the slow start that he had. And I know Matthew Ward's been a little bit injured for the Broncos this year. Uh, Somebody who I really like in terms of his game. These are all great players, the guys that I'm talking about. But to me, I think Moosejo has the elite of the elite. Swift Current has one of those players, but not more than one.
2: And how about Jagger Furcus, uh, Dante, leading the league in points and also like a 20-plus game point streak, longest in the CHL this season. Uh, He's got to be a special guy to watch uh, from your booth every now and again when uh, Pats take on the Warriors.
0: Well, McNally, he's no Connor Bedard, last year a 36-game point streak. That's true. That That is true. No, no, jokes aside, I mean, he's just a... He's a fun player to watch. And to me, to be quite honest with you, my favorite player to watch in the Moose Jaw Warriors is actually Braden Jagger. And I know you guys want to talk about Jagger Furkis leading the Western Hockey League in points and a 20-game point streak. And, you know, the goals that he scores and how he was over a goal per game this season. And TSN had him in the top 50 players under the age of 24 or whatever it was. And I think that's all fun in games, and I think he's a really good player. But to me, I love watching Braden Jagger because he's kind of similar in terms of you know, how Tanner Howell plays his game. And I really do, or maybe over the last couple of years, have come to appreciate those guys who do the little things away from the puck. And I'm not saying that Jagger Furkus is a, you know, a bad defensive hockey player. Obviously, he can hold his own defensively, but I think Braden Jagger is just at the top in terms of that 200-foot player. And I think he's going to be a really good pro. I don't know if he's going to be a first-line center in the NHL, but I definitely think he has a place somewhere in a top nine on a potential playoff or Stanley Cup championship team, that's how much I think of Braden Jagger. So it's just so fun to watch those little things that he does with the puck. So for Pats fans and for Western Hockey League fans, when you watch Braden Jagger on the ice for the Moose Jaw Warriors, uh, don't just focus on what he does with the puck. Focus on some of the things he does away from the puck because to me that is what makes him such an interesting and fun player to watch.
1: Dante DeCarri, the voice of the Regina Pats here on 620 CKRM, is our guest on the Western Pizza Hotline. Hey, I always like to update on the playoff situation. I feel like I'm actually thinking about the playoffs as a possibility for the Pats more than a lot of people are. You know, I hear a lot of the rhetoric as, well, it's a transition year and we do the best we can. And anytime you step on the ice, you've got to be thinking about how you're gonna get there. And when I when I look at the standings, uh, Prince Albert's in the seventh spot and Lethbridge is in the eighth spot but i feel like because the game Lethbridge has 3 games in hand so i feel like if the Pats are going to do this they have to hunt down the Raiders and they uh, they're 6 points apart but they play each other twice is that what it's going to boil down to Dante if the your Pats can get a sweep of the Raiders in those two matchups or maybe are those maybe the dates i should have circled on my calendar
0: yeah that's a really good point that you bring up and i've got like a whole big calendar kind of on my wall here in my office and just looking at that in the month of March, you're right, the Regina Pats play the Prince Albert Raiders at home on March 15th, and then they head on the road on March 20th for their third and final game of the season, or one of their final games of the season, so yeah, those are really important games, but I don't think the team is looking that far ahead. It might boil down to that, I'm not too sure, or it might boil down to the games coming up this weekend, a home-and-home set with the Swift-Current Broncos, and then Monday is a 2 o'clock start against the Calgary Hitmen, and then a crucial six-game U.S. road trip coming up in late February, or next week, pardon me, and then in early March. So, yeah, no, it's a big game's coming up. To me, we can't focus on these head-to-head games. We just have to focus on the games that are coming up. The Regina Pats need to take care of their own business. Forget about, you know, head-to-head against Prince Albert in the month of March, right? There's still... 15 games less in the season. The Regina Pats need to find a way to get 5, 4 or 6 points this weekend. Nothing less than 4 points this weekend with a home-and-home home set with Swift Current and then you play Calgary. To me, in a perfect world, the Regina Pats would split against Swift Current so they get 2 of a possible 4 points or 3 of a possible 4 points and then they get the full 2 points on Monday against Calgary heading to that U.S. road trip. To me, that would be in a perfect world. Probably it would be 6 points, but Second tier to that would probably be picking up four or five of six points and, most importantly, beating Calgary on Monday.
2: And, you know, that U.S. road trip that uh, you mentioned, Dante, coming late in the season here uh, this year, uh, tough timing here for the Pats, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird that it's happening in February. I kind of look back, and for the most part, a lot of these road trips would come you know, early on in the season in November when aggravation is on, right? Like, isn't that kind of normal for you guys that are from here? Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. It really is interesting. And maybe it's coming at a tough time of the season or maybe it's coming at a good time in the year. Because remember, there's only nine players remaining from last year's roster that would have went on that B.C. road trip in November. So a lot of these players haven't had a whole lot of time to get to know each other and, you know, become you know, bonded together because of the, the moves that Alan Miller made over the course of the season. Like I just mentioned, Regina Patts. You know, have nine players left from last year's roster, so a lot of new faces. And yes, they've played together for over a month or so since the New Year's Eve trades that Alan Miller made. But overall, I think this schedule comes at a good time for the Regina Pats just because they have essentially all of these players returning to next year's roster outside of three guys who are over-agers. And obviously they're going to have to make some decisions on a couple of 19-year-olds who can't return to next year's roster due to the fact that you can only have three of them. And I think the Pats have five 2004-born players on their team, so they're going to have to make a couple of decisions heading into next year. But again, if you really think about it, the Pats are going to have like 93% of the roster returning next year. So I think this U.S. road trip is extremely important for this team, not only towards the end of the season but also into next year as well where guys are going to have an opportunity to spend two weeks together on the bus and bond together and I never really knew how important it was until I went on that BC road trip last year with the group you know that was a a really fun road trip the Pats went five and one so they won some games but they also had you know a lot of fun kind of spending time together and you know being in the hotel rooms together and you know having meals together being on the bus most importantly through the you know, the long bus ride, I think it was, what, 26 hours it took us to get to BC. So uh, that was a lot of fun. So to me, I think if you look at it in two ways, not only this year, but next year, I, I'm really happy with how the schedule kind of lined up, to be honest with you.
1: Maybe that's the time for them to really become a team and get on the same page going yeah. into the offseason because so many of them are back next year. Makes total sense. Hey, um, before we go, I just thought of something. So you mm-hmm. do the games... On this radio station, and I did radio hockey play-by-play for many years in Esteban, Windsor, Ontario, and I loved it. I did games on Access as well. Ryan Mack does games on Access. Uh, Have you done a lot of games for TV, Dante, or, or mostly just radio?
0: That's a good question. I don't think I've ever done any TV games other than the Red Sox games.
1: Okay, and what about you, Ryan? Have you done radio uh, have you done hockey play-by-play on radio, or just on the TV?
2: I have one game of radio experience. Uh, it was for the Humboldt Broncos, and I did it off of my cell phone.
1: Oh, very nice. Well, any any radio? <laughs> oh, I remember those days. Yeah, any any radio play-by-play guy in Saskatchewan has done at least one of those. So I've done quite a bit on both, and I actually much prefer radio because the sh- you are the show. You get to paint the picture. Well, hold on a minute. I'm not the show. It's not, it's, it's <laughs> when you're, when, you're, when it's your voice, and you're telling me, the listener, what's happening, you are 1,000% the show.
0: Uh-uh. No way. No way, Jose. The, the, the broadcast is not about Dante. It is about the Regina Pats.
1: Yeah, I disagree. It's about Dante and the Pats. You're a package deal, but I'm I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying McNally's importance is very minimal to what I'm watching no, because I understand he's complimentary, whereas it's Dante. Like you you you're not going to get away from the fact that it's everything goes through Dante. It's kind of like um I don't know, to draw a comparison, doing it on radio, you're the quarterback. Everything goes through you. When when it's done on TV, I don't know, you're, you're more like um an offensive lineman. I don't know, you're just well, facilitating things.
0: Well, I don't know if you want me to chime in on this, but it's, it's funny you bring that up. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to, to shadow Chris Foster as the voice of the Chicago Blackhawks when we were in Calgary, so that was a lot of fun. Sat beside him and Darren Pang, as they called the Blackhawks and Flames games. Uh, I believe it was end of January. And it was a lot of fun to see how they do things on TV, and it was the first time that I'd ever been in a TV broadcast booth, especially at the NHL level. And it was, it was very interesting on how things worked and and, you know, what you didn't have to describe and what you did have to describe and a lot of the anecdotes and, and conversation that you would have between, you know, you and the color guy and stuff like that. And, you know, having a stats guy and a producer, you know, throw to you for different things and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, radio, it's, it's a little bit more free, you know, compared to TV. Right. I mean. And you could screw
1: up a lot more on radio, too, and nobody can call you out on it.
0: Well. I would, well to be honest, technically I could be called out because the games are on WHO Live as well. Right. Mm. So I'm doing both. Right? So if I make a mistake and I'm calling you know, I said right wing side it was the left wing side, someone watching it on WHO live could say, Hey, what the heck is he talking about? What is he watching?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and you get that sometimes when people sit in the stands. I I actually still take the little transistor radios to the game. um, And I, you know, I do that for the rider games. I've done it for the pad games. But anyways, don't ever feel like you're not a big, important part of the broadcast, Dante DiCaria. And when you and your agent are uh, shopping around or looking for a raise, never forget that.
0: Well, you know, I appreciate you saying that, but the reason why I say that, and I wasn't getting mad at you or anything like that, Brendan, but the reason why I bring that up is because at the end of the day, I feel my job, my duty as calling hockey games is to paint the picture for the fans and to talk about what's happening on the ice. It's not about me. It's about the team that is playing on the ice. And anytime you think about it, it's all about you, it's all about you, it's about the Dante show, it's the Dante show, that's when I feel you kind of get away to what the important part is about broadcasting. And To me, I feel it's my duty to service the fans, the listener, right? That's the most important thing. And to me, I have to paint the picture as best as possible. I have to make the game exciting. I have to deliver the facts and I have to educate the people that are, that are listening to the game. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing my job.
1: Call it like it is. One of my favorite broadcasters was Dave Van Horn. And he always said the Montreal expo radio guy. And he said, I would never do like a huge call on a strikeout to try and get on the highlights or anything like that. I think you do a disservice. So very well said, go deliver some pizzas.
0: I will. Thank you so much, my friend. Okay.
1: That is Dante DiCaria from the Regina Pats. A couple of broadcasts coming up this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday. The Swift Current Broncos home and home here on the almighty 620 CKRM. Time to break. You are listening to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Cage on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.